Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA, and today we want to wish everyone watching and listening a very happy holiday season. And to help me do that, my guest today will be Captain Elise Caldwell. She is with Ask Captain Chris. And we're gonna just share some tips for celebrating the holidays aboard. So before I bring in Elise, I wanna take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners and viewers to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Elise, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thanks so much for joining me. Merry Christmas, delighted to be here. And I love your background there. It is very festive. If the sun had gone down yet, you would see we do have Christmas lights on the boat. <laughs> but in daylight, it's a little hard to see those. But we are trying to get into the Christmas spirit here. We're in Panama City Beach. Um, and Elise, I know you're coming to us from Vero Beach. So uh, Florida, but getting set to feel a little bit Christmassy with the cold Whoa. weather setting in. It's going to be colder than it's been in probably 50 years here in Florida for Christmas. Well, everyone here at Panama City Beach is kind of scurrying around preparing for a hard freeze. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to be shutting off the water to the docks. So everybody's making sure their water tanks are filled. And um, mm -hmm. so lots of activity, but it will be a happy holiday season. And um, there's lots of loopers around. So some have left their boats and headed on home for the holidays um, and some are celebrating here. So today we want to give some people some tips. And even if it's a little late for this year, maybe for some tips. People can take this and, and use it when they are on their loop if they're still in the planning stages. But you um, and Chris, Elise, you, you and Chris were obviously live aboards for quite some time. So how many mm -hmm. holiday seasons did you spend aboard? And, you know, how, how was that time of year as a full-time cruiser? Well, you talk about going home for the holidays. As you said, our boat was our home. Mm -hmm. It was our home with no other land base for, over, for almost 15 years. And then even before and after, we spent a lot of holidays, a lot of Christmases on our boat because it was fun, because it was um, a good time. There was lots of, of lights around. When we were back in New Orleans, we started participating in the boat parades. And then as we went to different places, we um, took in their different traditions, whatever was going on. So it's been quite a lot of years that we've been aboard the boat for Christmas. And um, I, you know, when I moved back into a dirt home, I moved some of that same traditions back with me. Um, so we'll talk about a lot of that stuff today. Kind of direct me where you want to go, Kim. Yeah, Lots to and, talk about. and I love, you know, the idea of kind of adapting your, your dirt life uh, traditions for the boat and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. When you go back, we're actually planning a, a Christmas Eve festivities. One of our buddy boats here, um, their tradition even at home is to go to um, Christmas Eve services and then go to a teppanyaki type where they uh, grill in front of you um, type yes. Asian. So we're all doing that. There's three or so boats that are gonna do that for Christmas Eve. So I love that we're kind of adapting one of the boats land-based traditions for Christmas. I'm laughing, I'm laughing because that's what we're gonna do this year. Is it? <laughs> yes, yes. When we were on the boat, we didn't do that. But now that we're on land, we're gonna do that. When we were on the boat, we did, a. It was like surf and turf. I don't know why that became our thing. And it became very creative with whatever surf and turf was wherever we were. If we were in Georgia or the Carolinas, it might be some sort of shrimp. Mm -hmm. And then other places it would be fish. Down in the Florida Keys, it could be lobster. 
And so the, the, the surf part was various wherever we were. And of course the turf, again, wherever we were, but we would do, um, we would do Christmas aboard Mm-hmm. And we had a pretty good sized back deck. And so we would have others. I could sit up to 12 people, which is insane. You normally cannot yeah. sit that many people, but we could sit them. And I'm talking in chairs, not on ice chests or, you know, upside down three gallon buckets or anything like that, which mm-hmm. we've done that too. But um, I had my Christmas china aboard. And that might sound crazy. And for some people, it is crazy. But for me, it was. I wanted to have that part of me, which was part of my family with me because Mm -hmm. I couldn't always be with my family. So that was a piece of it. So from Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving until uh, January 6th, which is little Christmas, we would have our cereal and our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on our Christmas china. Mm -hmm. That was the way we did it. And um, having that surf and turf was kind of really special too, especially when we brought in whatever the local flavor was. And when you invite other loopers or cruisers, people who maybe have um, not ever been away from home or been on their boat for that long, you know, for a holiday, they, um, they would be excited to think, really, we, we, we don't have to go to, out to a restaurant somewhere. No, we could just have fun on the back deck. Now, of course, you know, there's loopers midnight, which is nine o'clock. So, right. <laughs> right. But so, yeah. And I love that idea of kind of adapting the traditions um, to be a little bit more, you know, apropos to where you're at so the surf and turf is a great mm-hmm. idea because the surf park can of course mm-hmm. be different well our family's tradition I always make a big lasagna on Christmas Eve so as I said that's not the plan this year I'm going to forego that I think me trying to do that in our galley would be a little bit of a challenge um, from a space and number of pots configuration and all that kind of thing but the Christmas yeah. day tradition is usually shrimp and grits so I think we can pretty easily tailor that oh. one to do that yeah. aboard so I'm excited about that yeah that was but, that was always a tasty dish to have shrimp yes. and grits absolutely and of absolutely. course the, the boat next to us has children aboard um and they have Makes learned so exactly much. how many christmas cookies they can fit in their little convection oven and they make that many at a time and um it's all about adapting what brings you joy and happiness at the holidays to be able to do it on the boat absolutely one of the things that i remember so well and it was it was fun when it was just the adults but when you throw the kids in it's even more enjoyable and that is we would go dinghy caroling mm-hmm. and it started with just taking our dinghy out Chris and I neither one of us can sing worth a hoot but we <laughs> would just have a good time going around to other boats and singing and sometimes mm-hmm. it would be at anchor wherever we were at Christmas this is what we did and um you know we would usually do a Christmas Eve and um the the really funny part is that we would we would bribe them to listen to us <laughs> and, and we would we would put together these little gift packages of mm-hmm. um shampoo and cream rinse and soap that you would get from the hotels yeah and we would say if you listen to us we're going to give you a gift and that would be the gift that we would give them because when you're boating if you've got a smaller shower or a wet head mm-hmm. that you don't want to get wet you go up and you use the marina shower so it's nice to be able to have just little packages little kits to go up and and not have to worry about lugging your big bottle of shampoo or um or, or that so eventually people would feel sorry for us because we were so pitiful and they would join in sometimes they would join in just singing on their boat with us you know in our dinghy sometimes they would say let's get our dinghy in the water and we'll come with you and 
depending upon how long we were at a place, sometimes it, we'd be a little bit more prepared and have almost like a little boat parade of, of dinghies. And careful to make sure we had our, our lights, you know, our navigation lights on. Of course, yeah. Um, out there and, uh, and our life jackets and everything else, because it usually was a little bit colder, even though it's in Florida, it's not really cold considered to everybody else, but it, it's going to be cooler. So we would be careful that way. But that was always a fun thing to do. And the kids would, would just make it that much more, I don't know, magical because they were wowed by this. This was different unless they had been um, seasoned kids living aboard for a while. They, they, they usually were, were thinking, oh my goodness, you know, what, how different is this going to be? Maybe it's not going to be as much fun as it is at home. Will Santa find me? All that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So we made sure that it was fun for them too. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And we've, we've got two boats here that have kids aboard. So I'll suggest that because um, mm -hmm. that, that does sound like so much fun. Um, and, and I hope that you got to see some parades while you were out there. Yes. Did you, did you see some of the parades? Because I have is... not. We've been on and off the boat quite a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the boat's been in one place, but we haven't. Um, but I know that there have been tons and we have always enjoyed that back home in Charleston. Um, back, back in the day, we used to help organize the parade and, um, my older son has some great memories of, um, riding around in the boat, um, with the spotlight as we were trying to work our way back to the dock afterwards in the dark, yes, um, yes. probably the only boating we really did at, at that point in life at night. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, the parades are absolutely fantastic. There was a little bit of a, um, as you will occasionally have on social media, some concerns expressed by some about whether it was per Coast Guard regs to have lights other than your nav lights on your boat. So um, I think the consensus was that it's perfectly fine <laughs> for boat parades. Uh, but I don't know as a, as a licensed captain, if you have any thoughts about that, if anybody's concerned about rigging up some well, lights to their boat. You know, safety's got to be your first priority. Right. And the fun follows. I always say that safety first, fun follows. But we would always invite the um, local Coast Guard or the local wildlife and fisheries or even the sheriff's department if they had boats to lead off our parade. Mm -hmm. And when we would do that, of course, it would be a little bit more of a formal thing then. And they were more likely to not give anybody a hard time about it unless you were being unsafe. And then that also kept some boaters that might've been a little bit wilder than others, a little bit more in line <laughs> because you had mm -hmm. the authorities there to just have a presence and it, it just made it a little bit safer. And um, the, the difficulty, if you've ever been in a parade with your boat, mm -hmm. it is difficult sometimes to see mm -hmm. um, at night period, then add the different kinds of lights that are out there now. I mean, 20 years ago, there were pretty standard lights. Now you've got so many different kinds of things, things that, 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 move in, in with, the, with the music and they have things that are super, uh, like the blue lights tend to be a little bit more vibrant and, and affect your vision. So when you decorate your boat, be aware of what you're going to be able to see from your boat. So you might want to keep the decorations lower to the water rather than up high if you're going to uh, be driving from a flybridge. And if you have an inside helm, um, it can be it can be difficult to drive from at night when you have all these lights around your boat glaring at you. So that's just something to think about when you're the one that's driving the boat, if you're decorating. If you're watching it, it's all gorgeous to watch. We yes. love to watch it all. So 
Um, we don't think about that, but that, that could be a reason why sometimes you have that little gap in lights so that the, so that the, the helmsman can see. Yeah. yeah, and of course the parades are proceeding very slowly and um, to make yeah. navigation easier afterwards when you're on your way home, you can turn all of that off. But um, if one you have the, never seen the, a lighted boat parade, it's just really spectacular to watch. One of the things to do that's really fun, if you're not part of the, of the parade, if you're just mm -hmm. watching, and this is something that we tell the kids to do all the time, take your handheld radio and put it on the channel that the parade um, the parade boats will be on. Usually they flip to another channel because you can't mm -hmm. be talking on channel 16. Right. So they flip to another channel and you listen to this. It's hysterical. Come on, move it up. Let's go, let's go. No, 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 we got a big, we got a big black space. What's going on? Move it up, move <laughs> it up, boat number three. You know, so yep. it's kind of fun to watch that and listen to that behind the scenes. Yeah, that's a great tip. Um, what other, you know, we talked a little bit just now about lights. Um, what decorating tips do you have for making the boat festive if that's where you're spending the holidays? Well, a lot of it depends upon if you like to decorate not on your boat, right? If you like to decorate when you're not on your boat, then you can do it. And that's the whole thing is you, you've got to have that, that attitude of, do I want to do this? Because it's a little bit of an effort. What I did was I took my handrails and I would go up one side of the boat and down the other side, decorating, putting the lights on the handrails. And it, I did a twofold thing. One, I decorated the boat. And the second thing was every so many feet, I put a small piece of line tied in a bowling knot mm -hmm. and going every so many feet, tying that bowling knot. By the time I got up 44 feet, down 44 feet and 15 across the stern, I knew how to tie a bowling knot. <laughs> it was you know, the practice and practice and repetition and repetition. So decorating can be as simple as just strings of lights one of the one of the coolest things that we ever did was we had a um we had a a, a couple of three foot um artificial trees that folded up to next to nothing and we can slide them into our lazarette in garbage bags the rest of the year but before i got the the three foot trees i took some branches just dead branches, because we had dogs, so we were always walking the dogs, and I would find a branch along the road, and I'd pick up and say, oh, this one looks like a good one, and you get one empty branch, maybe two or three feet tall, depending on the space you've got to put it in, and spray paint it, spray paint it white, maybe a little glittery paint on top of that, and then put that in a, a, a bucket of sand, just yeah. for something to anchor it with, and you've got a tree that you can decorate with ornaments. And you can decorate it with lights and you don't have to have a traditional Christmas tree it can be a little bit, a little bit wonky, a little bit different, but you know, we're boaters, we are a little bit different. And um, one of the um, other things that we did, even when we got the, the tree itself, the, the artificial tree is we made a point to have all unbreakable ornaments, which got interesting, but after a while it became second nature. And some of the ornaments were, wood, some of the things were paper, some of them were um, fabric. And then the ones that I'll say really were breakable, but it's okay if they broke, were the shells. You collect shells, you do all kinds of crazy collecting of shells and then you think, what am I gonna do with all these things? So one of the things that we did was, um, crab shells. And I know that some of you are listening on the podcast, but we would just take a crab shell and decorate it like Santa. 
and then put a little rope on the back of it. And that became a very lightweight ornament that's not likely to fall from the tree. And if it did, eh, so your crafting got damaged, but it wasn't like um, the end of the world and it wasn't glass. And the likelihood is that it really wasn't gonna break because it's pretty sturdy to begin with, the, the crab shell. The other that's, thing that yeah, we that's, did- Yeah, that's beautiful, Elise, and a really creative idea. Yeah. Another thing that we did was we took um, oyster shells. And you see that on, on, the, on the video, if you're watching it on video, you see the backs of the oyster shells and some of them are a little bit strange looking and we just painted them to look like Santa faces. Mm -hmm. And again, they, if, if they fall, and I, a few of them have little chips on them already from a few times that they did fall, but it's no big deal that that happened. Um, my, my parents, were um, so excited for us. My mother always wanted to live on a boat full time and they ended up towards the end of their lives, they ended up living on the boat in the summertime. So at least I got part of it. But she would get me these Santa Clauses that were just stuffed, mm -hmm. very simple and not at all, nothing on them could break. I mean, they don't even have a porcelain face or anything on them, but I have, I have at least 10 of these Santa Clauses now that I have up on my fireplace in my house mm -hmm. because I had them all over my boat tucked in little places. And you have to realize I come from a family where my mom decorated the bathroom for Christmas. She decorated <laughs> for everything. So mm -hmm. I, I have, I get a, a little bit of this honestly. But then there's other things that we got as gifts that I think were fabulous. A very good friend of ours who we met while we were cruising found silver dollars and she took them and put her boat name and the year on the back of it. And that has been something that I treasure and have okay. kept with us for all those years. This one has 2000 on the back of it. Another couple did a, um, here we go, um, a sailboat. They just took a little paper and folded it into a sailboat <laughs> and wrote the name of their boat on the inside of the paper. So that was a great little ornament for everybody to get. And when they were on the dock with a bunch of people, they would just make these ornaments real quick and hand them out to people, put a little hole punch in them. I mean, talk about everything you ever needed to learn in life, you learned in kindergarten, right? Mm -hmm. But um, it, was, it was really a lot of fun just decorating creatively so that you didn't have to worry, oh God, the tree just fell over. Everything's gonna be broken. No, it's not because it's all super simple, easy. Yeah non-breakable things and um uh then when you're when you're traveling and you share some of these ideas with other boaters you know they they take some of those ideas with them too and um oh, oh one this is you might recognize them if you're a diver but sea urchins are round and they come in a variety of shapes and in this case we just took sea urchins and hot glued them together in the shape of a snowman that sea urchin is just plain that you're seeing on the on the screen right now. Just they've got kind of a uh, a light greenish hue to them when they dry and all their all their urchin spines fall off. But then I painted it with some silly, um, put some yarn around it and and a couple of shells for the nose instead of a carrot nose. I put some shells on the nose and it's you know again over the years these became things that what do you do when you're at anchor or what do you do when you're stuck in a marina and the weather's lousy get out your hot glue gun and take some of those <laughs> shells that you that you 
saved for what? What are you going to do? I always laughed at myself. I would collect this bucket of shells and then say, what am I going to do with this? I am not crafty. I don't have a six-year-old on the boat with me, but <laughs> sometimes it's fun to be a six-year-old. Yeah. Well, it looks like you made some very crafty things with some of those, Elise, and those are some great ornaments. Um, let's take a break, play a quick message from one of our sponsors. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, some of the kind of um, group things that tend to happen at marinas around the holidays when you've got a, a collection of loopers or a collection of cruisers there. So we'll be back in a moment. An alternative to the high cost of brokerage and the hassle and risks of buy owner boat selling, YachtX.com makes selling your boat easy, safe, and produces better outcomes. Licensed and bonded, YachtX combines the comfort of professional advisors with the reach of multi-platform marketing and the convenience of web transaction management and escrow, so your experience is second to none. Best of all, with fees of just 1.5% or less, you save 85% or more in selling costs versus traditional brokerage. Ask them about their buyer representation rebates, YachtX rewards referral program, and looper discounts. Voters come first at YachtX.com. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Captain Elise Caldwell with Ask Captain Chris. And Elise is filling us in on some of the things she and Chris enjoyed when they were living aboard and celebrating the holidays. So um, Elise, I, I think it tends to happen a lot around Thanksgiving because maybe not as many loopers maybe travel home for Thanksgiving as they do for Christmas, but there seem to be lots of celebrations that break out at Marina, sometimes sponsored by the Marina, sometimes just a, a bunch of loopers or other cruisers gathering together to have some kind of a celebration. Um, do you have some suggestions, you know, if, if you know that there's four or five Louvre boats and you're hoping something's going to come together, but it doesn't seem to be happening, how can you maybe spearhead that effort to have mm -hmm. some kind of a group mm -hmm. um, celebration for the holidays? Absolutely. Well, first thing is, if you're going to be somewhere for more than one night, you have the opportunity to do this. And that is, go to the marina staff and find out does do the locals who are slip holders there, do they traditionally do something? Because if they already do something, then it's easier to join in. And you definitely don't want to step on something that they're already doing. So that's the first, your first connection is to ask the marina staff what's, what's going on. Um, it's really helpful that we had dogs always when we were cruising, because when you walk the dogs, you talk to people. Um, and so when you, when, when you go take the trash, talk to people and ask them, oh, you is this your boat here? Do you guys do anything for the holidays? And you can find that out. And, and then, if not, if it's all up to you, don't fret. You don't have to be a super organizer. You don't have to be somebody that's, you know, or, uh, orchestrated huge parties or anything like that. All you have to do is say, hey, would anyone like to do? And usually people will join in. So you decide what it is that you want to do. For me, potlucks were, were pretty easy and, and pretty standard wherever we went. Mm -hmm. Somehow or other, we ended up doing potlucks. We got to the point in some places where we, we'd have to say, no food coming out tonight. We have, we have to cut <laughs> back on our calorie intake. So, But um, I love to do a tea. And it got to where wherever we were, it didn't matter whether it was... Um, at an anchorage or in a marina, but wherever we were, I would say, I'm doing a tea tomorrow or the day after. I, you know, Depending upon how many people were around, I would give them some notice and how long we were gonna stick around. Mm -hmm. And it got to be 
um, a, a pretty good tradition. But in the beginning, I was I was very tongue in cheek with it, and I gave an invitation. I had a printer on my boat, so I printed out these little invitations, and I said, "Ladies' tea on December twenty sixth, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, bring a dish um, that that that's tea related." And I would say, hats are required, gloves are optional. And it was just funny, right? Because, you know, you wear a hat to tea, right? Whoever does that, but that's what you think of. So people would come, again, understanding my sixth sense of humor, and they would wear ball caps, or they would have um, a rain hat, like a sou'wester, or, or maybe they had a pretty sun hat, you know, beach hat or something like that. And one lady came with all of her regalia. She had the whole nine yards, the little black dress that were long black dress, like to her knees, um, the white pearls, the gloves. She said, I have had this dress for just in case I had to go home for a funeral and I didn't have to do that, so <laughs> I'm wearing it. <laughs> and then we had another person come with fingerless leather um, sailboat gloves. Mm -hmm. And that was her joke, you know, that these are my gloves. But it got to where if I was at a, the same place a second year, the guys would say, why can't I come? It's like, because you can't, because you guys always have your talks that you guys do mm -hmm. together, you know, about your engine rooms and everything else. So we're going to have our latest tea because the food was amazing what people would do with the things that they would put oh, yeah. together. But um, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be um, elaborate. It can be just a, a potluck or it could be a theme. We love to do, like I said, the surf and turf, but it could also be wherever you are. What, you know, um, if you're in the Keys, if you're, if you're up in Charleston, whatever the area uh, traditional food is, you can, you can ask people to do themes like that, but it's not hard at all. I just would recommend that you first go to the marina staff and say, is there anything that's done? If you came to the Vero Beach City Marina, you would find out if you came for Thanksgiving, you would find out that the that the clods here in town um, put together a big Thanksgiving gathering at the um, there's a, a little uh, meeting hall that's very easy walking distance to the Vero Beach City Marina where there's also a mooring field and um, the boaters are asked to bring a dish to share. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. And one year we were staying behind a friend's house. So we had access to a car and freezers and all kinds of stuff. So we got tons of ice cream because lots of people brought um, apple pie or pumpkin pie, but ice cream is something that you just can't seem to hold on to on a boat very easily. Our, right. our freezers on the, on the boats aren't that good. So it, you just, every, every time we would do something, it would be a little different, a little different spin to it, different people coming, um, so different food would show up. Um, I, I think that if you just ask, that's the hardest thing for some people to do. But Chris says to me all the time, if you never ask, you never get told yes. So if you ask people, would you like to get together? Most people will say, oh, I've been waiting for somebody to say yes, because we didn't know what to do for, for Christmas or for New Year's or anything along those um, holidays. Yeah. And Elise, when you're talking about the celebration for Thanksgiving at Vero Beach, you mentioned clods. And I'm not sure if everybody, particular oh. newer people, may not know what that is. So go ahead and fill us in. Clods, C L O D, cruisers living on dirt, right. because Vero Beach tends to be called Velcro Beach. It's a great place to, <laughs> to end up 
when you when you stop cruising and a lot of people who who settled here came through here at one point or another on their loop or on their cruising north and south of snowbirds and they they stopped and spent enough time in Drow Beach that they said hmm I like this place so that's why it's we can't help too many people because we don't want to get <laughs> secret yeah. to get out there too much but yep. yeah and I, you know I do want to point out Elise mentioned it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Elise is kind of known for, you know, the tea she mentioned and the Christmas china and because that brings her joy and pleasure and that's wonderful. Right. Here on the perch, we can't seat 12 for dinner. <laughs> We're lucky we can see the two of us for dinner. Um, and I do not have my Christmas china aboard. So I don't want anybody, it's fun when you have an Elise who can <laughs> kind of do all that, the Martha Stewart of the boating world. <laughs> but don't fret if you don't because Absolutely. the vast majority of the get-togethers on the loop are extremely casual um mostly for the pots. moment um <laughs> and you know the uh the, the potluck can be whatever you happen to have on hand i've seen people bring nuts um i've seen people bring you know appetizers they just baked and everything in between and right. quite honestly nobody cares <laughs> exactly. so don't exactly. feel like oh my gosh i don't have my christmas china and i can't no. fit anybody enough no. people on my no. boat granted it's going to be very cold this weekend but you know in general the gatherings the happenings are out on the dock informal mm -hmm. maybe sitting on a cooler maybe sitting on a bucket most of us right. have some kind of a folding chair that we'll just kind of bring around and mm -hmm. um don't let not having access to kind of the finer things stop you from trying to plan a get together because I can 100% tell you nobody cares. It is very fun when you have an opportunity and that's why Elise had people coming out in their little black dress with their pearls is because you don't get that opportunity to dress up that often and it's fun too some of the time. No. Um, but, you know, and and as Elise mentioned, Claude's, you know, those are where you tend to have a lot of parties at marinas because there are people who used to cruise and are now living on dirt that miss that lifestyle. Right, um, right. So it, it can be great fun. Um, Talk a little, Alicia, you mentioned kind of um, some of the ornaments that you got as gifts. And mm -hmm. you mentioned um, some of the shampoos and things that you gave as little gifts to bribe people to listen to your caroling. Um, but any other kind of, you know, special gifts, things that you liked to give when you were living aboard? Well, because we like to receive these things, they would then be things that we would give to other cruisers too. Mm -hmm. And that is what we call consumables. We loved it when our family finally got it that we don't have that much room to bring tchotchke things on the boat, to, to, to have wall hanging things or, or things that, that could fall over and break. So when our family got it and they started sending us things like soup mixes and you know like they go to a, a a flea market fair and and have all these gourmet things uh dips and things that you can mix together that was great of course gift cards were always appreciated when people would give us gift cards to um west marine or you know my favorite gift last year yes, yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely because you know when things break down which they're gonna it's it's no fun to have to dip into your own budget and if you've got a little oh i've got this gift card i can do that you know that's great um but the, the consumable tended to be the the big thing that everyone who was who was aboard their boat for any length of time would be excited to get a bottle of your favorite soda 
Oh, if anybody brought Chris, Dr. Pepper, he would be in heaven because I would not bring that aboard because <laughs> he would drink it all. <laughs> and, you know, some people think, well, wine is what you got to bring. No, like I said, Dr. Pepper would really excite him. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it would be a jar of olives, you know, some special kind of olives or, or a special kind of spread that you could just put on crackers to make an easy, easy um, dip. And, and particularly if it was a, a jar of something that didn't need to be refrigerated, that was even better because then you didn't need to refrigerate it until you opened it. And most of the time you get something in a small enough container, then oh, the thing that was just amazing. You know, you call me Martha Stewart. I think that's hysterical because I am so not Martha Stewart. I'm so not. I love to play house. I don't actually bake or cook or do any of that, you know, important stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I have Chris for, right? He does all the cooking. But one of our, um, when we were in marathon for a while, one of our uh, slip mates had um, this, now I, I'm going to get corrected because I don't even know what you call it. It was a bag of, it was a starter a starter yeast, a starter bread. Like a uh, sourdough starter? There you go. There you yeah. go. Sourdough starter. See, I told you, I don't know how to do this <laughs> stuff, but even I can do it. That was the beauty of it. She gave this to me. She said, I promise you, you can do it. And then as it grows, you split it, you pass it on. So sometimes things like that happen where you get things passed on. People have herbs that they like to grow. I'm awful at that, but People would insist on giving me a little tiny, you know, um, maybe like something in a, a shot glass size of, of an herb or something. Cause you know, you can do this. You, it'll, it'll grow. Well, it would grow, grow for a little bit and then I would kill it. But <laughs> having fresh herbs is a wonderful thing on board too. Even if it's just for the smell, even if you're like me and you don't really use them to cook just to have the, a, a, a nice, um, fresh scent of herbs on your boat. That was, that was always an appreciated gift as well. Yeah. So great ideas. Um, we actually got a gift, um, two different cruisers last year gave us, um, two different, um, little spice jar bottles of, a, a custom like rub mix that they made from mixing spices together. And that's something you don't always have aboard, um, right. is, you know, some of those things to just dress up a piece of chicken. So that was another great mm -hmm. gift. Um, doesn't take a lot of room aboard, um, doesn't right. have to be refrigerated. So yeah, totally agree with you on the consumables. Um, right. West Marine gift card was my absolute favorite gift last year. And it doesn't even have to be for boat parts. Um, you know, we used it, we used it for <laughs> binoculars that oh. we both um, were very happy to have a better set of binoculars. Um, yeah. And we used it for some um, of the nesting cookware, mm. which they have there as well. So. Um, it was nice to some of the things we may not have splurged on if we had not been given gift cards to West Marine. Right. So, um, right. you know, we kind of looked at it and said, well, if something breaks on the boat, we're going to have to replace it anyway. So let's use the gift cards for something fun that we wouldn't otherwise maybe splurge on. So, um, and I'm had, sure whoever gave the gift card to you was, was appreciating that too, that you did something fun with it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really fun to celebrate aboard. We have a little um, Christmas tree we bought at Publix. It's a live tree in a pot that's about two, two feet high, maybe. Um, nice. Now, figuring out what to do with it after Christmas is going to be a challenge because we have nowhere to plant it. It's, you know, it's alive in a pot, could be planted in the ground somewhere, um, but we'll figure that out. But for now, it's, it's sitting um, in our cockpit on a little table out there because there's no really good place to put it inside. But um, 
you know, it just makes it a little festive. We've got the lights mm -hmm. and um, really looking forward to celebrating the rest of the holiday season aboard. Um, any final thoughts, Elise? Any final tips about celebrations? I guess just like everything else with boating, be flexible, be open. Um, maybe that's the time to try something a little new. You know, we, we do tend to get fixed in our ways. We like to eat certain things. We like to, to, to do certain traditions, but maybe be open to, to some of the things. That was, that was where the caroling came from. That was not my idea, because like I said, <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> but um, being open to it. And, and just the fact that you're on the loop, you've got a little bit more of an open mindset than the average person. You're mm -hmm. doing some some out there things. You're you're having an adventure that's different than so many people could ever even dream of, um, or they dream of it, but they are always afraid to take that last step and actually do it. So you're doing it. So you already have that ability to be a little bit more open to it and and think about. You know, I say this so often. This is pleasure boating. You're supposed yep. to be having fun. It's supposed to be a good time. And if it's not, what are you doing? You know, how can you how can you step back and think? But we we were in um, uh, Stewart, Florida, in in Manatee Pocket, um, our very first Christmas that far away from New Orleans, which was home for us. And we found out that there was going to be a fire department and an ice company working together to create a winter wonderland in the Winn-Dixie parking lot for the kids. Mm -hmm. And they had the Santa Claus parade and they were shooting this artificial snow across the parking lot making kids could make snowmen and all that sort of stuff. And it was like really Florida weather. It was 80 degrees <laughs> and we were all in shorts and it was just a blast to see that. We've also been up in um, Jacksonville, unfortunately on the hard, living on our boat when the freeze came through and having to climb up and down the ladders. Um, but that was when we got together with the locals and there was um, um, a luminaria where they do paper bags that, with the candles in them mm -hmm. and line the streets with them. It was beautiful. It was a tradition that I had never seen before. You might, you might have that up in Charleston, but I'd never seen it before. And it was, it was spectacular to, to do something a little different, to see something that was um, unique to that to that area and and be welcomed by because we asked around be welcomed by the locals to participate in it as well it was it was really a, an otherwise awful thing to have to be on the hard because you have blisters that you're repairing and it's longer than you expected because everything on boating is longer than you expected right and then we still had ourselves a, a really lovely time doing a potluck with the people at the marina yeah, so. absolutely. Just embrace those traditions that are available to you as something different. We left Charleston on the boat last November um, and stayed stationary for three months in Fort Myers. So we really didn't start the loop until um, February. But we went home for Christmas because that was important to me. I couldn't imagine not being home in Charleston for Christmas. This year, as we're recording this, it's December 21st, and you can see I'm on the boat. <laughs> Made a visit home. Um, two of my three children will make it here off and on over the course of the holidays. Um, but, you know, a year later, I'm more willing to accept that Christmas can be Christmas even if I'm not there. Um, and like I said, embrace other people's traditions, embrace the local traditions. Um, it's going to be a great Christmas. I'm super excited. And at least Thank you for being with us and, and joining us in celebrating the holiday season. I really appreciate the tips and the ideas from someone who 
been there, done that for many years, you and Chris aboard. So thanks for sharing all those details with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Merry Christmas and enjoy your time on the boat. I'm envious. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas to you too. We'll look forward to seeing you and Chris at Looper Palooza in January. More weeks. Uh, yes. So uh, again, thanks. Um, and thanks to everyone who has watched and listened this week. We will be taking a break next week, but we'll be back in January with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. <laughs>